0: This is the Kona
1: Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships
2: on the Big Island.
0: This is the Kona Edge. I'm Brad Brown. And uh, it's awesome to have you with us here today Uh, coming to you from a gorgeous Cape Town in South Africa. I'd love to know where you're listening uh, to this podcast. So if you're not driving, don't do this if you're driving, okay? But take your phone uh, or the device, whatever it is that you have that's got a camera on. Take a photo of where you're at right now and tweet it or Instagram it to me, okay? It's uh, at the Kona Edge on both uh, the platforms. Uh, at the Kona Edge, you can pop it on Facebook as well. If you're in the, uh, if you're on Facebook, just head over to uh, the, the dot com forward slash Facebook. That's where you can pop it into our Facebook group. And while you're there, yesterday I did our first surprise surprise interview, and there's a sneak peek of uh, who it is. She is a former Ironman seventy point three World Champion. She is the current uh, ITU Long Distance World Champion. She's won multiple Ironman 70.3s here in South Africa. She's won the Asian Pacific Championships. Uh, She is an absolute rock star. So if you want to find out who that surprise, surprise interviewee is, head over to uh, that Facebook page. Okay, That's theconedge.com forward slash uh, Facebook. And if you'd like to hear the whole interview, uh, all you need to do is uh, support the Cone Edge, become a patron. Head over to theconedge.com forward slash support to find out all the details. We've got another first on the podcast today. Uh, we head to Belgium. So it's a new country on the list, which I love. And then we've got another one next week, which I think is fantastic. So we are spreading the message of the Kona Edge around the globe. Uh, we've been to Europe before. I'm trying to think next week's guests from South America. We have been to South America before, if I recall correctly. But a brand new country to add on to that list. So that's fantastic, too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to be chatting to Martin Sagers, who uh, came so close to going under nine hours at Ironman Kona in 2016 but he'll tell you more about that on today's episode but before we do that let's head over to the Coach's Corner it's time for today's Coach's Corner if you're an athlete looking for a coach it doesn't matter where you are in the world we've got access to some of the best triathlon and Ironman coaches around if you'd like to find out more or f- uh, hook up with one of our coaches, whether you need help with a swim, bike, run or nutrition, all you have to do is head over to theconeedge.com forward slash coaching. You can get all the details there. Check out all the coaches that uh, we've got access to and don't forget too, if you are a coach and you would like to get access to uh, the podcast and get uh, a bit of a plug on the podcast, all you have to do is head over to that same URL, okay? It's theconeedge.com forward slash coaching. Uh, scroll down to the bottom of the page and you can get all the the details there so that's theconaedge.com forward slash coaching well we head to Belgium now close to Antwerp here on uh, the cone Edge and it's uh, a great pleasure to welcome Martin Siegers onto the podcast Martin first Belgium welcome on to the show uh, f- thanks for for joining us
1: yeah thanks very much uh, I'm glad to be here so just uh, ask away.
0: Brilliant, Martin. Let's let's start where triathlon started for yep. you. What what sort of background did you come from? Where where did your sport, your your love for the sport of triathlon uh, start?
1: Uh, well, actually, when I was about eighteen years, um, I started riding a bike with a friend of me. Uh, we quickly started uh, driving lots of uh, kilometers. We did a, pretty quickly the Tour de Flanders. It's a uh, epic uh, bike ride here back home and then uh after a few years he uh moved away he went to um another country and i started running a little bit and then um, pretty pretty quickly the the swimming part as well and then after a while i'll just uh why why not try uh triathlon back home it's in a it was a really um recreational triathlon but it went really well so i can uh, roll into it and uh after a few years, I wanted to do once in a lifetime a uh, whole distance, full distance, and uh, kind of took another way and <laughs> started doing uh, Ironman, and it became better and better, and uh, that's kind of the the situation I'm at right now.
0: Isn't that so, always Isn't that always the case? I'm only ever going to do one. One is it, and we're not yeah. going to do any more. How many have you done now? Uh, if I take
1: a quick count between uh 10 to 15. <laughs> uh, so. uh, normally I do uh, twice uh, 2 uh full distance races in a in a year. So
0: out of the three disciplines, what's what do you think you're best at?
1: No, it depends on the day because uh I'm I my my less uh, my weakest part is the swim. So the other two are more or less the same but if I go too fast on a bike my bike, uh, my run won't be that good but if I to be honest I think they are about equal the the bike and the run part but it depends on uh, how much uh, effort I put in the bike leg then how good the uh,
0: the run should be the run's going to be growing up as a as a child were you were you pretty active what sort of sports did you play as a, as a kid Martin
1: uh, nothing really competitive. Uh, I did some, some soccer playing, some football, uh, only two years in a, in a club. And then I, one, one year I was in a swimming club, but, uh, I went to the, in, in English, they call it the boy scouts uh, In back there was it, it's the scouts just, uh, every weekend it was like having fun in the, in the woods and then playing with the, the other childs. It's not really that into sports. Um, more when I was studying I was into going out with friends drinking some beers and then <laughs> that kind of takes how,
0: yeah. how, how things have changed now that you you're training for Ironman and racing world championships if I had said to yeah. Ma- Martin Seegers as the student who was going out having a few beers that uh, sitting here today in 2017 we would be talking about the Ironman world championships what would you have said to me?
1: yeah pff, wouldn't quite believe that I think but <laughs> It's like I said earlier earlier in the interview, you kind of roll into it. You, you start having fun with the sport and you do more for it, and you start to live for it and then it's no effort to to leave those things behind because you you have a passion for the sport, and it's no problem
0: When did you realize you were pretty good at it, Martin?
1: Uh, back in 2011, I, I did my first full distance in, in Belgium. It was um, Nearpelt, but it wasn't an Ironman, but I, it was the full distance. And it wasn't that bad, but I, I knew at that point I, I liked it and I wanted to do it again. But then I had to work with a coach. And then from, from that point on, I started working with a coach and I did, uh, in one year... An hour of my my total time, and then it went better and better. So, when I started working with the coach, it kind of went up up up, and then until this point, I actually I think I keep on making progress. Even now, after Kona, uh, I feel better now than than back before uh, before the racing in October.
0: It's so interesting. So, it's so interesting you say that because that's one of the things that comes up over and over here on the cone edge is that consistency of training, particularly yeah, when you're doing yeah. the the long ones. That, it, it's yeah,
1: because yeah, yeah. I I I read it in your um in your email uh, before this interview. If if I have to give one tip, it's it's the consistency. You just have to keep on training consistently. Training smart, not going one one week all the way and then week and not uh, going doing anything. But if you train consistently, you you keep on making
0: progress. Absolutely, Martin. Growing up, were you competitive? You you mentioned being part of the scouts, but did you hate losing as a youngster, or was it something that really didn't didn't bother you?
1: Yeah, I think uh, when I play football, uh, even with friends, I hate <laughs> losing. Yeah, yeah. Back then,
0: do you do you think do you think that's important? Yeah. That's an important quality to have if you want to succeed at, at Ironman?
1: No, I don't think so. Because uh, the main thing you have to remember, I think, for me, you just can do what you are capable Because I started a race, I know more or less what I can do. Uh, if another one comes by, comes uh, takes me over on the bike, I just don't mind because I have to do my thing, then bike my my um power then run my pace and if it's if i do that it's a good race if i look at some other competitors too much it's it's not uh, going to be <laughs> it's not going to be the the effort i i can do because you go too fast
0: mm. you mentioned consistency so that would be discipline the discipline to hold yourself back when you feel like you should be chasing in a race discipline plays a big part in Ironman, not just in the racing, but also in the training. Waking up early in the morning, doing the sessions you need to do. How how disciplined would you say you are?
1: Yeah, I got, um, I think to make the comparison, I got my coach schedules every week. I don't think I missed 10 hours of that training a whole winter. So I think I got the discipline to do what I have to do but not doing more than that because if i do more it's not it's not going to be better just just do what he told me to do and then it uh it works for me because i i keep making progress so that's
0: yeah. That, that's such an important point, and again, it comes down to the discipline because you you have a coach, he gives you a training program, and if you look at it and think mm, this isn't enough, I need to train harder. It's easy for you to go and do an extra hour on the bike or to run an extra three yeah, or four k's, yeah, yeah. but you need to trust in the system and and know yeah. that your coach knows what's good for you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because certainly after after an Ironman, um, you can you uh, and before an Ironman, you you're Condition is so good, you can do everything you want to do. If you if there there is some training saying run tw- twenty five, it's it's easy to run twenty eight. It's no problem, but you just have to trust on the system. And then I think more uh, sometimes it's better to rest an hour more than train another more an hour more. But yeah,
0: such an important point. That for a living, what do you do work wise?
1: Uh, I work here in a sports center back in Belgium Um, it's the center of my parents I worked here for uh, 10 years now and then uh, last year I started working in a school um, as a um, teacher physical education Uh, this year I worked some months there and I'll probably will be working there next year also so I'll I'll try to combine the two uh, fortunately, I got the the opportunity to work, I do my training sessions uh, during the day, the most of them, um, and then train and then work, and then uh, it's a it's a good combination for me. It works
0: for me. As as far as your your circle of friends and and families, does anyone else do Iron Man, or, or are you alone? Do they think you're crazy?
1: Uh, most of them think I'm crazy (laughs) Uh, I think uh, if you do a lot of these interviews uh, I think it's uh, you hear it a lot that um, with time the people you train with with, you train with they become friends as well so um, my friends from earlier from the scouts from boy scouts they are not that sportive but uh, the people I, I meet right now become friends as well and then um, it's uh, I, uh yeah, but uh, as you mentioned, the persons that I work with, and so they think I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: How how big is the sport of triathlon in Belgium? Is it? I mean, the sport itself globally is exploding. Is it the same in Belgium? Yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah, I think lots lots of people, um, or more or less like me, they they say, "Yeah, I like running, I like biking. Mm, why not to swim?" And then they roll into it. So. It's a great sport for everyone because everyone has a um, kind of a, a, something you can just finish, or you want to go to Kona, or you want to do well in Kona. So it's it's uh, yeah, great competition for everyone because if you finish an Ironman or smaller distance, it's a great achievement either way. So yeah, I think the, the sport back in Belgium is also exploding. Yeah.
0: Uh, you, you 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 talk about people come f- to the sport from different aspects, whether it be cycling or running or swimming. But cycling is huge in Belgium. I, I know your yeah. neighbours in, in the yeah. Netherlands; it's cycling's massive. But but Belgium is too, and there's a, a huge yeah. cycling culture. Are you finding a lot of cyclists are moving across to the sport of triathlon? Mm,
1: yeah, there's a crossover from. Lots of sports, I think. But cycling is, as you mentioned, very big in Belgium. So it's a great sport here. But yeah. Oh, excuse me. Did you? Did I? Yeah. It's a great sport here, but there are also lots, lots of runners. But yeah, I think um, it will all, all uh, always keep on grow- growing here in Belgium. So it's not at the top.
0: Let's talk about the races. There's also lots of races in Europe. I think being on on mainland Europe, you you blessed. I mean, there's almost an Ironman distance race every every second weekend yeah. in in the summer. Uh, from a racing perspective, what what are some of your favourites to to race in Europe?
1: So I did uh, almost all my races in Europe. So for me per, uh, personally, I kind of want to go to a race that's uh, good for me because I'm rather small, but I can ride hard on a bike and it's uphill. For me, a race like Nice or Lanzarote, I did wheels as well. Uh, Kind of, um, yeah, selective on the bike. Uh, That's the best race for me. But I think if you keep it on Ironman, almost all the races are are exceptional bike course and really nice environment to run as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I did about yeah five different. I also did Regensburg in the, uh, Germany. Um, also very, very nice. Um, and then I have to think. Yeah, I did wheels as well, but that's also selective. Yeah. I, for me personally, I did only in in uh, the States, uh, Texas, but it was also great ambience, great sphere.
0: Because
1: right, my, my brother, my brother lives there in, in Texas, and I went there 2015 to visit him and do um, the race.
0: And and yeah. qualifier, where where did you qualify for Kona? Uh,
1: I actually went three times. Uh, qualified first time in Wales uh, 2012, and then uh, to prepare, I did uh, Ironman Lanzarote 2012. Uh 13, I qualified also, but it was the same year, so had to. Uh, Give it that slot to another one. And then uh, 2015, uh, qualified in Texas, and last year in Nice, in Ironman Nice.
0: You, you mentioned those tough bike courses. I mean, Wales is, is tough. Nice is, is very, very hard. I mean, lots of climbing in, in Nice. The, yeah. f- the first time you qualified, Martin, was, was it a case or was that the goal? Did you go there and it was, I'm chasing a Kona slot, or, or did it sort of happen yeah. by accident?
1: No it was the, it was the goal because um that year it was 2012 I did my um second Ironman in Regensburg in Germany and then uh I was in fifth position in my age group and it was it was very very close so my former coach told me so if you want to go go to Wales it's a nice course nice uh, ambiance um you're very close to your slot just try it and then um Maybe you get it for next year, and then um, that's the it's a, it, uh, it happened like that. So I did the race, and I managed to qualify the first time. So it was, it was. Uh, I was aiming to go for uh, for Kona then.
0: And for you, why Kona? What, what's the what's the attraction? What what makes it special? Mm,
1: yeah, I think if you if you look at the, the television television and the the images of the race, uh, you can see how big it is but it's it's kind of the the biggest thing in triathlon it the attention it gets and and the whole ambience around the the competition it's it's crazy so it was i i wanted to do it once of course and then if you if you go there it's it's, it's the whole show about it it's it's yeah. It's a little bit over the top sometimes, but it's it's great to
0: to to do it, yeah. And to be part of it, and only once again, it's one of those. I'm only doing it once, and then before you know it, you you there year after yeah. year.
1: <laughs> yeah, but year after year, it's yeah, it's a little bit expensive, but yeah, I I got a feeling last year it was the top I could do, but then afterwards maybe I can do even better, but difficult to tell
0: is is the goal to go back this year or are you going to take some time off and and try and get faster what's the what's the plan for for 2018 uh for this year uh for 2017 i mean yeah sorry
1: 2017 yeah okay no um uh I'll, i'm not looking that much further in the future because i just uh take it one step at a time and for the moment, I just want to race really, really hard in uh, Ironman Lanzarote, 20 May, 20 to 20th of May, and um, I'll just see afterwards because I put a I put I've put a lot of effort in being very strong at the at the starting line and then. I'll see uh, how far I get.
0: Well, not long to but go now till till that one in Lanzarote, but how much do you change from a preparation perspective from race to race? Do you tend to do the same sort of things and make small changes or do you try and make major changes between races?
1: Yeah, as I told, I, I try to um, just follow the, the schedule my coach uh, puts up. So after Kona, I after one race in Ironman, for myself and for i think for my body physically i need a break for probably three weeks four weeks that i not train with a schedule but just have fun and then i start to build up build up build up and then on the the toughest weeks it's about 20 28 hours in a week
0: wow that's a that's a lot
1: yeah yeah i start up with with about 14 15 hours and then it goes on like that.
0: And in the build up to Ironman Man Kona, do you do anything differently or is it the same sort of same sort of build up?
1: Well, it's the same build up build up. I, I think I got um, the benefit that um from nature on I I'm, I'm well a little resisted to the heat. I don't have a lot of problems uh, adjusting to it. So that's I don't need to train on the on the heat aspect then the training, it's it's about the same, but I what I saw the last years, and it kind of surprises me every time I'm there. Is that a lot of triathletes in Kona? They go really hard the last days. I don't know. I don't know why actually.
0: You, they, you, you obviously think, you obviously don't. You you take it easy going into into the race then.
1: Yeah, the last days I I do the same thing uh, as I do for another uh, race, so and I I've. I've uh, noticed now that it, the best thing for me is to keep it calm. Last two weeks, um, but a lot of other triathletes I see they go really fast when they're on the island, and I think they they leave a lot of uh, their capability on the last days. They they lose a little bit of that.
0: Is it easy to get sucked into that? Because there's obviously so many yeah. good good athletes, and you see what everyone else is doing. Do you almost feel like you need to be doing that?
1: If you if you walk around there in the the last weeks, the last two weeks, it's like there are two thousand top pro professionals at the starting line. So, yeah, you have to keep it calm.
0: And and it's funny because everyone says that to me. It doesn't matter how fit you are. If you look around, you think to yourself, "Gee, how did I end up here?" You always doubt yourself when you when you're on the island, and you shouldn't because you've done the work. You just like everyone else to be there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. So. I think you just have to be confident on your, in your own capability. Just uh, trust the process and then go for it.
0: Martin, as far as the goals and, and, and getting better all the time, you mentioned that you seem to be progressing all along. Your first Ironman distance race, can you remember what your, what your time was and your splits for the different disciplines?
1: Uh, splits? It's been 2011. If you, if you talk about Ironman or for first full, full distance.
0: full Full distance.
1: Yeah okay, uh, it that was in, in Neerpelt actually in two thousand and nine. Yeah, I think I swam I swam about an hour and five minutes. Uh, fast bike course without much of climbing. I think I, I did about. Oh, I'm not sure anymore. But my my ending time was ten hours and forty forty minutes. So it's been a whole way from there on
0: what are you doing now like what is your 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 personal best for a nine man now
1: this year in Kona I had nine hours and uh 40 seconds
0: so close so, to sub nine
1: yeah yeah it was uh if I maybe if I had no new net, I would go a little bit faster but on that moment it was the the closest I, uh, the maximum possible
0: so, do, looking yeah. looking back now you've obviously looked at that race and gone where could i have saved 40 seconds where where do you think you could have yeah, made that up th- thinking about it afterwards
1: afterwards afterwards but it's not if you if you do your for me it was my best race until now so i don't have any any regrets about it so yeah it was perfect then
0: and and the experience of racing on the big island it's it's one thing going to wales or to 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 germany or to texas but racing in Kona, against the best athletes in the world, that that must be pretty special.
1: Yeah, it's it's the the ambience around the race. Because if you took it took the take the race really honestly, I think there are more beautiful races than Kona. The the environment or of or, or Wales of Wales, for example, it's it's more beautiful than than Kona. But it's you can't compare the the atmosphere. You can't compare Kona. That's that's the everyone wants to be good there, so that's the the main difference i think
0: and and finishing on the podium you finished third in in your age group uh you were forty first overall, so you really right up in the the top end of the field what what's it like knowing that you in in the top three in the world that that must be incredible
1: yeah i i it, I, I have to be honest it wasn't that wasn't my goal to do it i just want to do the uh, the top thing i want i can do and i was aiming for top 100 so i didn't know i um that i could do that but now yeah it was a great feeling to do that good but it wasn't uh, the ambition or the i didn't need to do that yeah it was just uh, yeah
0: does it make you think that you can try to be as at- relaxed? Does it make you think that you can win Excuse it? Excuse me. Does, does it make you think that you can win it? That you can go back and and become Ironman Edge Group World Champion?
1: Mm, if I if I want to start again there, I don't want to do worse. If I go to the the starting line it's with the ambition to do better, but I don't want to have the the pressure to do yeah to become world champion. I don't have to be. It has to be done. Mm. Just if I if I start there, yeah, I kind of want to do better. So, yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah, two sides to to the story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As far as other things you want to achieve in the sports, I mean, you, you've you've done pretty well. You you've come close to to a sub nine hour Ironman in Kona, which is incredible. But what what are some of the other races or, or some of the other things you want to still achieve?
1: Um. I don't. I try not to look very far into the future because I just want to have fun on on the the whole process. and Then take it race by by race, and then maybe if I if I look this year, just after Kona, I'm gonna uh, look what's possible, and then um, this year. I'll try to do um, the Belgium Championship um, in open and I'm not sure about uh, the rest of the season, because, but normally I'll keep on racing one or two uh, Ironman distances every year and then don't know what the ambition is. If I, have, if, if I keep having fun, I can put uh, the effort of training and racing, it's no problem.
0: Awesome. And your coach, what goes in for you? What goes into deciding who's going to coach you? How do you how do you go about selecting a coach?
1: Um, I think uh, for many athletes, there has to be a click. You have to understand where he wants to go. And then you have to follow him, his vision about it. Um, also, for me personally, um, I have to accept what he wants to do if if he tells me to do something and if i start to thinking every time differently i think you don't need a coach or need to change of coaching because if you want to think if he tells you to ride a uh, hundred kilometers on the bike and you want to ride 150 and then the day after you do a lot more or, or less it's it's time to change or you, ch- or you coach yourself, or you change coaching. So, yeah, you, that's for me. You have to trust him.
0: I, I think that is such an important point. And and you, you might be at a point with your coach where you buy into the philosophy, but when you get to that point where you start second guessing and questioning why you're doing things in your <laughs> mind, then in my mind, then it's over. Then it's time to, like you say, either coach yeah. yourself or move on and find someone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah Absolutely. Well, Martin, it's been great catching up. Thanks for for joining us on the Cone Edge. I look forward to chatting a little bit about your your swim, your bike, and your run next time out. But uh, we'll save that for then. Thanks for your time today.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: Don't forget if you're a coach or if you're looking for a coach to head over to the Coach's Corner on the Kona Edge and uh, the website to get to is Edge.com forward slash coaching. You can get all the details there. We've got uh, some world-class coaches to help you out and help you achieve your goals. Some of them have coached uh, world champions, Olympians, so go check it out. Okay, That's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching if you're looking for a coach. And If you are a coach anywhere in the world and you'd like to uh, use the platform of the Kona Edge to help grow your business, head over to that website as well. Scroll all the way down to the bottom on that page and all the details are there. That's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching coaching what a cool story and i love the fact that we are spreading the message uh and 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 just hearing from triathletes all around the world it's our first belgian uh on the podcast martin segas thank you for your time today and uh, a quick itunes review for you if you haven't left one yet We've been getting some amazing ones. Uh, so thank you for taking the time to to leave us a review if you'd like to to do that. We've, we're giving away a cool prize as well. We're going to pay for someone's Ironman entry this year. All you have to do is head over to theconedge.com forward slash win. And uh, this review comes from Evans792 in the United States saying, Seriously digging this pod. Listen to four episodes during this morning's commute. Great rest day motivation. Real solid tips, advice, and stories from not only world-class athletes, but also age groupers like myself. I love the format too. Short bursts, stay on topic. Thanks for all the help. Keep up the good work. Evan792, you are a legend. Thank you for taking the time to do that. And don't forget, if you are on social media, leave your your profile handle. So if you're on Twitter or Instagram, leave your at name so that I can message you uh, on uh, the interwebs and say thank you personally. So thank you very much for that. TheConeEdge.com forward slash win is where you can get yours in. And I told you at the start of the show, uh, you need to head over to the Facebook page to see who our surprise, surprise interview is. I'm going to give you a sneak peek right now. Until tomorrow, cheers. As far as your last year, Jody, I mean, you've had a... And up and down you, a couple of, of really big, big wins and, and ones that I think you, you probably couldn't catch. You have a couple of disappointments as well. I think the last year, maybe just over a year, you look back to Ironman South Africa in 20, 2016. But uh, as far as triathlon seasons go, where would you where would you put the last one up in, in your career?
2: Um, it was right up there with the best of the years I've had, um, I won the world ITU long distance champs. So to regain another world title after, um, seven years of not gaining a world title, it's, um, it was a real, a real high and, um, obviously winning Ironman Asia continental champs after, um, a huge crash in Ironman South Africa when I was leading, um, You know, that was a real, I was really proud of that, of having bounced back under not very good circumstances and under a lot of pressure and a lot of um, emotional strain. So I'm really proud of myself. And it's a different kind of racing that I do now. Um, I race from a very happy place, from a place where I determine um, the races that I do and why I do them. Um, Not like back in 2010, 2011, when I was um, personally struggling So um, yeah, I'm just enjoying being able to attack races, Um, happy, confident, and um, come away with results. Um, Still waiting for Kona to develop into the right thing. Mm -hmm. I got a penalty in Kona this year and it um, chased it back too fast. And that just, you can't make these mistakes in Kona. Um, Kona just um, highlights everything because it's just so brutal, Mm -hmm. but um, one day, I'll be back in Kona and um, have no doubt that I'll be able to nail it.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge.
2: Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for the Kona Edge.